When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The following podcast contains explicit language. You're listening to Working, the podcast about what people do all day. I'm Jacob Brogan. This season, we're sitting down with the writer and artists behind the comic book Batman to learn a little bit about how their stories of the Dark Knight come together from concept to execution. For this episode... We chatted with Seth Mann, an inker who works almost exclusively with his twin brother, the penciler Clay Mann. Seth lays out what exactly an inker does and explains why he's so happy to be employed in superhero comics today. He also discusses what it's like to fill a role that gets less respect from the fans and shares his tools of the trade. Then, in a Slate Plus Extra, Mann talks about why his brother sometimes sneaks Magnum PI references into their art and tells us what his high school students, uh, the students that he teaches art to, think when they find out about his artistic secret identity. If you're a member, enjoy bonus segments and interview transcripts from working, plus other great podcast exclusives. Start your two-week free trial at slate.com slash working plus. What is your name and what do you do? Uh, My name is Seth Mann and I'm an inker um, I freelance as an inker, and I uh, currently I've worked on um, Batman. That's that's it. That's it. So, what is an inker in the comic book making process? What is your job? You know, I meant to look this up after I heard <laughs> even Tom say it's hard to describe. Traditionally, it was so they could reproduce line art mm-hmm. um, from pencils. So you get a pencil page and you ink it. Uh, black. What I mean is you just take a pencil drawing and you have it so it's reproducible. Um, Mm -hmm. Nowadays, though, um, they can shoot from pencils. So um, I think that... When you say shoot, you mean they can take the image. Yes. And um, inks have, um, you know, and this is just my interpretation of the medium, but um, they've, it's changed in the sense that I mean, some artists don't use them, and a lot of artists use them, you know, do it themselves. But um, they're still the traditional. Um, you know, you have a penciler, you have an inker, and that person receives the page, and um, they just, you know, straighten up 
tidy up, add some, you know, textures, you know, Mm -hmm. possibly depending on, you know, what's in the page. Um, And that's the part I enjoy because I I do work with my brother, Clay Mann, who is a penciler. And his pages are, I know what he wants. They're pretty much what his pencils are. There's not a lot of room open to um, adding a bunch of extra stuff and you know, the good thing about working with him is if, you know, if I want to, then, um, you know, I can ask and uh, mm-hmm. he'll say yes or no. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's a hard question to answer. I would say go watch Chase and Amy. <laughs> so there's a joke in Chasing Amy where uh, someone describes inkers as tracers, right? Yes. <laughs> is that fair? Um, depends on what panel. But, uh, sure. yeah, I mean... I would say, yeah, I mean, it's an easy way to describe it, but I'm, there's a lot of people would say that's not what it is, and um, it's not, but it, I mean, to, you know, it is, it's in a hard, it just depends who you're working with. Um, mm-hmm. Some artists, when you get the pencil pages, they're very loose, and again, there's people like Clay who, to be honest, other professionally, it's the only person I've ever inked other than being paid to a commission to ink someone for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his stuff is pretty tight. He knows exactly what he wants. And when you say tight, you mean, you mean the details mostly there? Yes. I apologize. The pencils are clean. Um, the information is there in pencil and there's, there's not, I'm not making up anything as mm-hmm. I go. Um, yeah. unless it's something organic, like, uh, you know, trees and rocks and bricks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you've already suggested, you, have a relatively unique professional role in that you primarily, if not almost entirely exclusively, uh, draw over your brother Clay's pencils. Um, how does that relationship actually work, though? Uh, I mean, what is it? Well, well, we can talk more about the particulars of how you spend time inking a page, but uh, how is your interaction with him work? It's nice. Um, we're twins. Um, uh-huh. so we're, we've grown up identical the, or fraternal identical. And, um, mm-hmm. we've grown up with the same interest in a lot of things. And we think very much alike, um, you know, everything we enjoy the same movies, pretty much the same person, you know, you know, from an outsider's perspective. So when it comes to the pages, um, it's pretty easy. Cause even before I get a page, he'll always, um, which is nice for me cause I'm I'm mainly a fan, so I'm lucky to do what I do. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he'll I get to read some scripts that he gets, and even if I'm not inking the book, and he'll um, you know, I get to read them, and he'll show me all his thumbnails, and you know, I'll ask opinions sometimes, and I get to see kind of it it build. Um, when I'm actually working on the pages, um, it's intimidating because he's my brother, so I care a lot about what it looks like. So um, when it comes to getting the work done, sometimes it can be stressful because Mm -hmm. I can't, if I could work faster, (laughs) you know, on (laughs) anything, I would, I would get it done. So um, it's a comfortable thing because he's my brother, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also stress, stressful because I care. Do you ever have sibling drama with him, though, or is it purely professional 100% of the time? No, we've gotten in some arguments over, <laughs> who, you know, th- th- 
you know, little things like quibbles anybody would have. You know, when you're closer to people, it's easier to get on their nerves sometimes or let it show sure. at least. So Sure. But mostly, mostly no, we do not. Do you have a sense of how your working relationship with him uh, resembles or differs from that uh, of other teams of pencilers and inkers? Um, there's some people, and I'm not, I won't say names, but there's some people, because again, I'm a fan and I've talked to some people and I just assume they're, you know, buddy buddies with their pencilers. Um, the inker has a really tight relationship and, um, you know, I, when I was first getting into inking, I was already inking, but I was very dissatisfied with what I was doing when I saw it in print. Um, and I would go talk to inkers or go ask them. And, and I'm fortunate enough that when I would attend a convention, a comic convention with Clay, be, as he's been in the business much longer, I was able to talk to some of these people or, you know, go out to dinners and, you know, socialize. Um, and my first assumption was, oh, you're friends with this penciler. And mm-hmm. they were like, no, no, we don't really talk that much. And um, mm-hmm. so I think that naturally that he, you know, we have a relation um, in the sense that we're brothers. I think we probably communicate a lot more um, than what I imagine, what I too would have imagined that some of these people who've been teamed up a little bit longer would have been doing. Yeah. One of the things that David Finch pointed out when we spoke to him in a previous episode is that Inkers actually have to be really talented artists in their own right. I mean, you're in a position where you can really screw things up if uh, if you you know put the wrong line weights in and and so on. Um, you, I assume, then must be pretty talented. Do you ever get to do pencils yourself? No, I mean, no, I've never done pencils. I do draw, um, and I went to school for uh, majored in fine art, so I. I'm kind of, I dabble here and there. Um, you know, I like art. I like looking at art. I appreciate art. Um, I wish I had more time to do it, but you yeah. know, when I do have time, I'm actually an art teacher, a uh, high school mm-hmm. art teacher. So when I have time, I'm generally getting paid for it. Um, and that's when I'm picking up the freelancing as an inker. So, um, no, I, I, I do draw. Um, I'm jealous of my brother, but uh, mm-hmm. he's been doing it, you know, as a full-time job for years. So he's um, he's an inspiration. I like looking at his stuff and you know all art, but I draw. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's nothing that's. Um, hopefully, people will see it one day. I'd like to do my own thing, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, inkers often get the short end of the reputation stick within the comics business more generally. You've done some pretty high-profile stories with Clay. Uh, you, you did yeah. the, uh, the issue 24 of Batman, the proposal issue that we've we've talked about. And you're working now, I think, on The War of Jokes and Riddles, which is a big sto- Batman story that Tom King is doing. Do you feel like you've been able to develop a profile or reputation within fandom? Do, do people know who you are? Yeah, when we're at the conventions, they think I'm Clay. And uh, <laughs> no, you know, we'll be at the tables and... Um, He'll ask me to go with some of these things with them, and we'll be at the table, and people will come by, and you know they'll be like, "Oh, Clay, sign the book," and then they'll walk away, and he'll be like, "Hey, this guy inked it." And yeah. So, but I would say, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, 
No, I don't. I I mean, people know there are fans of artwork, and then there's fan of mm-hmm. the artist. And mm-hmm. if they just know Clay, they may they may not actually be aware of um you know our relation that we may look alike. So it might say, oh, this is his inker. But I don't know. Yeah, honestly, it does. Yeah, people pass by me a lot, and it's not I'm not one that. They're generally after, and that's fine because I I understand it. Um, Does that ever sting? Um, I I honestly don't know how to answer that because the person that they're there to see is my brother, which mm. it stings in the sense I want him to be successful, but it stings in the fact that you're looking at somebody that um you know, and you you know how hard they work, and you know how hard you work to help them. And then they don't know. So yes, I guess it does. I can't answer for somebody work. You know, it's harder for me to answer that. I think because of the relationship I have with my brother. But yeah, it bugs me sometimes. You know, um, but nothing against the artist. It's just like, mm-hmm. how do these people not know like what I do yeah. and how hard I work? Um, how did you break into comics though? Was it just through your brother? Yeah, my brother worked his butt off, um, and uh, got in. And uh, I went to college to to major in art. Um, mm-hmm. That's all I did. He he worked as a plumber and a roofer, and then he, you know, and in, in in his time off, he was trying to be a penciler and got in. And over years of being persistent, and we all, you know, and there was things he was working on, and not that he wasn't happy with what the inking was, but. Um, there were things that he was little things that he would be like, "Oh man, I, I think you could have probably interpreted that a little better." What I did there in pencil, and so we were talking, and we wanted to for a while, and um, he, I think he had asked a few times, and I, I, I did a couple sample pages in the sentiment, and I had talked to his editor. He was working on X Men at the time, and they said, "Yeah, they're 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 good." And, um, but you know, nothing of it cause he had an anchor. And then there was one weekend and this was in like 2011, um, when he was doing a, an X-Men book and, um, it was, I got a phone call from Clay and he's like, w- you want to ink some pages on the X-Men? And I was like, oh uh, yeah. And he goes, okay, they're, <laughs> they're doing, they're due after the weekend. And it was like a Friday. <laughs> So we, I think we knocked out like half a book in a weekend and, um, I just drove home a couple hours and asked my mom if I could borrow a room in her house and, and, you know, Clay lived elsewhere, but we were close so we could just trade off pages and I just sat in a room and, uh, worked the whole weekend and didn't sleep a lot and, uh, just got the book done and that was it. So after that particular issue... I think he started a Magneto series um, with Scotty Young writing that I I got to ink from from the cover um, throughout mm. the that that mini series. So that's mm. kind of how it started. Just kind of I got got my foot in the door and got stuck. How did you make your way from there to working on Batman with with Tom King? Um, I just my I just grabbed my brother's cape and just wrote it. I mean, he's, he's, um, I, I wish it was more of an answer. My brother, it's a, you know, it's a small community, the comics thing from, mm-hmm. you know, I hear that, but I think it's absolutely true. 
Um, there are a lot of books, but you know, it's about who you know. And um, I am a fan of Tom's, and basically Clay was as well. And um, he hustled. He uh, knows some guys who uh, know Tom, and they're buddies. And you know, Clay wanted to meet Tom, and he met Tom, and um, told me stories. Of, happened. Yeah, told me of misses where he's like, I was going to talk to Tom, but he <laughs> had to go. And then it was the next convention. I'm going to talk to Tom. And then he did. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then it was pretty much it. But you are you a Batman fan in particular? I mean, is it fun to to be drawing the uh, long lived Cape Crusader? It is. I, it is. It's one of those. I did the comics. Let's check off the bucket list. But then there are certain, you know, I've, I've done an X-Men cover. And that was uh, one thing I w will be happy that I've done. And Batman with Batman's good as Batman, but Bat Batman with Tom King as he's doing, it's such a talked about book and I think it will, you know, be something talked about for a long time. It's even better. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I'm really happy the last issue we did, I know um, we haven't really gotten a 24, but the last one, I mean, that's, I, I didn't do a lot of work in there, but that's something that is going to be monumental. And then in 30 that I just did with Kite Man. I didn't get to do the first part of the second part. Um, Kite Man is this minor Batman villain that Tom King loves for some reason, right? Yeah, but it's he's so... I don't know. I just really liked it because he's just... He's he's the under... You know, he's an underdog kind of character and he's really... He isn't... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's... I really liked working on that book, but as far as drawing Batman, I haven't really got to actually ink him very much. I've been on the title, but I'm I'm very happy with what I've done um, mm -hmm. and got to do. And yes, it's I'm I'm very happy that it's. I have a little comic shelf in my house with some things I've done, and um, Batman has moved to the top because it's Batman. Yeah. yeah. So what what's a typical day like for you? You said that you also teach high school art. So I assume you're not inking comics pages from nine in the morning to five at night or something. Yeah. I waited to tell you that, um, before you brought me on, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's, it's an important part of the job. I, yeah, I teach, um, high school, but as far as the inking goes, um, you know, there's weekends and there's, and I also have two children. It's when I get home off work and, you know, I get through their routines. Um, and I can have a page out in a separate room and, you know, do a little here and there. And then, but typically I work it in the evening, um, from like seven until, um, that's currently, uh, when I was mm -hmm. working on these last issues, like seven until I go to bed, um, prior to kids, I just work when I got home and it was like a second mm -hmm. job. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's my days are, you know what it is, it's the works out. And when I can get to it, I get to it. And, mm -hmm. When there's deadline, because again they don't move, um, you you sleep a little less. And that's pretty much yeah. it. Um, it's kind of it's like a second job. People will have a yeah. day job and then they have a night job. It's my night job. It seems like though you you got to be pretty reliant on your brother's schedule. I mean, if if he's not regular, if he's not turning pages in on time, then that's going to throw your life off a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's vice. It, yeah, it, is, it certainly is. Um, and and you know, Tom's great because they won the scripts done. Um, I, I've been working with Clay since 2011 and I've got to say that might be, he might be the only person I've seen that from. 
Hmm. Um, so it's it's really easier for Clay to get uh, an idea of what he's going to do. But um, it's, you know, some artists, I'm sure it's a little easier. And for Clay, you know, working with Tom is, it's Tom King and um, it's Batman. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. It, it, it takes a lot to get started. But yes, once he gets started, whatever he does, does affect my schedule. But again, where, you know, we communicate um, well for the most part on, you know, what's hopefully going to happen but yes if he's if he's a little later he needs an extra night then it's me but he's typically not the late one um i've sure. i'm slower um mm-hmm. and i'm you know he 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 does what he can and and then i do what i can to meet the deadlines and it's hard it's a hard thing you know i don't yeah i'm happy i teach <laughs> i mean <laughs> you know these there's people out there that they stay up late and they work hard and um it's not, it's not always that they mismanage time. It's that it's art, you know, it's hard sometimes. It's hard to sit down and be creative when you're not feeling creative. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you have a office or studio that you're working out of, or is it just spread out on your dining room table? Um, in my last house, um, I, I had a little. Oh, we had a you know spare bedroom, which was I had a little office set up in there. Um, in my new house, which is still not put together. Um, yeah, it's a, well, it's no one else is in there. So I call it a really giant office, but it's just, uh, a, a, it's, it's, uh, we have a living room and a den and I have the living room to myself. So it's, a um, but yes, it's on a dining room table and, um, mm-hmm. I do have a drafting table, a small one, but to be honest, uh, over the years, it's, I end up hunching over so much that, um, the dining room table, I, I rather like because I can more lay over the work mm-hmm. um but uh hmm. yeah just and you know i've worked in um i've worked anywhere I, sometimes if i'm on a deadline I, I even i've even just the hour of filling in blacks on my lunch break i'll take a page to school and um you know during my lunch break i'll i'll fill in some blacks and uh, scan it in just so so i can work anywhere i mean i've i've met anchors who work in hotel rooms and yeah so when we were talking with David Finch for the for a previous episode, he told us that some inkers work digitally uh, through a system called Blue Lines. But it sounds like you are working on the physical paper that your brother hands to you. Is that is that right? Yes. Um. The I've when I did a couple of sample pages years ago on Blue Line, I I am I, I don't know how people can do it because you know. Um, Unless I just haven't seen really good quality blue line, but to me, when the pencils are in front of you, you can interpret a lot with the pressure um, mm-hmm. or just the value of what's in front of you in terms of maybe that line width that you referred to or, you know, what what they want. The blue, to me, mm-hmm. I would be terrible. I don't think I could. And it wouldn't be fun for me. Part, You know, I don't have mm-hmm. to do it, this job. And again, I would... <laughs> I do it and I, I love I love the idea of doing it. When I have the pages in front of me, sometimes it's stressful, but again, 
I get to put some things up in my house that I'm a fan of that I got to contribute to. And if it was blue line, I don't think I'd be doing it because it's not, I don't know. It's just, I think I would struggle with that because it's, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that physical object. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's literally, I just, all I know I've seen Clay's had to send out blue lines before and, um, there's a lot lost in the interpretation of blue hmm. line of pencil, but again, maybe I've never had a blue line of clays that I had to do. So maybe because I know him so well and what he wants, maybe it wouldn't be hard, but, um, I, I'm scared of it. So I've, but I unfortunately don't have to. And as far as digitally, um, you know, I don't see the point if, 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 uh, anybody was going to do digital inking, I would just assume it was the artist themselves because, um, you know, I just... Why have someone else do that? Yeah. So what are your tools of the trade, though? I mean, I assume you're not... When you, when you say inking, you're probably not using, you know, a, a Bic gel pen like I am to, to take notes as we talk, right? <laughs> probably. I, no, but uh, there's... <laughs> there. <laughs> You know this Batman Batman 24 there is a there's that open spread page that Tom was talking about with um you have Gotham girl and Batman up on the top of the, like a satellite tower and it's supposed to have a uh-huh. sense of vertigo um I think for that bird there's a bird in the foreground it's up <laughs> in the top left I think I left that's like my lunch hour bird um it, t- it didn't take me an hour but it it was I think I had left my stuff at home and I think that, I think I, just for the scan to get it in, um, I had to do a patch. You mentioned me- messing up. Um, I I think I forgot my little toolkit. And um, I think I used a, like a, I may have used a big pen. And I may have used like a, like a Crayola black line marker <laughs> to try to do that. And ah, it messed up bad. And I had to, I made a patch, which is just basically re-inking it. Um, and then laying in that patch on the actual work before you scan it. Um, oh, so you use like a different piece of paper and put that on top of the other one? Yes, which Clay hates, but I tried. I forgot I did it actually because I didn't give him back that original page until um, much <laughs> later, and then I, I could just see him, his not, he was not, he didn't say much because that book, <laughs> the deadline on that book was really tight, so I think he forgave me, but he's typically not happy with um, having patches, but who would be? But uh, it had to get sure. done. But yeah, I've used yeah. anything. I use, um, when I first started off, um, I tried using brush and I that was during that X-Men weekend. And um, So I'd, here you're like literally dipping a brush yes, into uh, a pot of ink? Yes. And then painting with it? Yes. And it I wa- yes, and I wasn't even through with a panel and I had inked like a contour of Cyclops. And Clay came in and he's like, um, and I told him not to watch over me because I was super <laughs> nervous. So it was my first, you know, first thing that do, I was doing. And he he showed up where I was working and came in and I, he's like, I'm like, I'm not showing you until I'm done. And he's like, it's my artwork. You need to show me. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I moved it and he's like, what are you inking this with? <laughs> he's like, it's too thick. And I'm like, it's a brush. He's like, no. So, uh. Then there's a nib, which is the metal. Uh, it's like a, a hunt little. It's a. I, I don't know how to explain to your viewers who don't know, but it's it's a literally a piece of metal tip that you dip into the ink as well. So it's like a fountain pen. 
yeah, I guess. Um, um, and I used that, and it's um, and again, all this was, you know, I didn't growing up, I didn't know what tool the tools were. Um, and you know, internet was scarce if it was even available, and you know, these are I didn't even know they drew the comic pages uh, larger um, until mm-hmm. much later. Because um, they're on these eleven by seventeen sheets of Bristol board paper, mm-hmm. right? And I, I don't, I don't think I knew that until like maybe, I mean, I might be Clay would be better because he's really good at remembering things. But I would say like maybe ninth grade, it, it dawned mm-hmm. on me that oh, these are maybe my first convention I went to. Um, but yeah, so I tried the nib, and I think I did the, the that issue with the nib, and I just, I, to be honest, I, I mean, I, I use anything. I do still do use the brush, um, pen. To do, um, I'm. I really like any time I can incorporate a dry brush where it just looks like rough ink on the page. That's texture. Mm. Um, but I'll use pens. Um, I use anything, anything that I can get to um, to successfully get uh, the mark I want on the paper. But my favorite thing to do is when there are those things where, you know, um, and there was a there was in twenty four the sun was coming through. Um, it was behind Batman, um, and Gotham. They're having the conversation, and the light was kind of flaring, and um, it was, and I got to use a lot of the dry brush, um, in, in the issue. So, uh, the way it was colored, it's kind of flared out, and that's mm-hmm. my favorite stuff to do. Um, the the bodies and the contours and the you know the things that are a little tighter, they get very the, those textural details. Yeah, those those are fun to do, and um, I don't think in that issue there was any like splattering. But um, whenever I can do that, I really like to. That's the that's the part I enjoy because it's a little more. Um, whatever happens, happens, and that's where I feel like I don't need Clay to tell me. He can mm-hmm. say, "Hey, play around here," and those are my favorite parts because I get to get a little experimental or um, in fabric. Sometimes, like he'll have. Uh, the pencils is just say this is black, but then when I'm like, well, well, maybe there's some stitching in here, so I'll I'll kind of add the texture um, in some of those black areas that I just feel kind of make it a little bit more interesting, um, black and white. Um, sometimes with the color, you can't even see the things that I I put in for textures, but uh, it's my favorite part. But um, well, let's talk about how that comes about a little bit. You live in Florida. Does does Clay also, does he live nearby? Does he like physically deliver pages to you? Yes. This past year, um, the, yes, we've been in the same area about a year, a little bit longer maybe. Um, that, yes, we live in the same town, um, Deland, Florida, and uh, who I found out, Jordy, w- lived, Clay told, I didn't have the pleasure of speaking to her, but Clay was communicating with, she lived in Deland for, or I think she stayed there for a short amount of time, which is... You're referring to, to Jordi Belair's, the, the colorist on a lot of these books. Right? Yes. And uh, I'm a big fan of hers. And that's another part of inking is I love seeing the colors on top of them um, as, again, as a fan. But I was very happy mm-hmm. to work with her. And I just thought it was very interesting. She had, she knew where our little town was. But he does. He just, he drops off the pages and sometimes <laughs> late at night. And he has a studio. He, he rents out a space and he works in and... Sometimes I'll just go there to pick them up. Um, Batman 24 was done in his studio, and it was literally us trading pages back and forth. So he didn't have hmm. to go very far except to turn around in a desk 
What's the first thing me. you do when he hands off a page to you? What what state is it in at that point usually? Um, it really depends on the deadline. But um, you know, if the page is done when I first get it, I can picture it inked. Um, and it makes it's very exciting because I'm like, I know what this will look like. Um, but then that's easier said than actually doing it. And then, um, it's 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 complete now. On Batman, some, you know, and since this whole podcast about that particular issue, I'll kind of talk about those pages is they were, some were done or some may, some panels, you know, uh, depending on the script, there might be four or five panels. Um, Tom likes panels. So there was lots of panels. Uh, well, actually, no, there was actually a fairly amount of small number of panels in that issue, but um, some of the some of the panels weren't done, or some were emptied, or half the page was drawn, and I'd have to ink that, and then I'd have to hand it back to Clay, and he would finish the page, and I'd be working on you know a separate page, and then we would trade back and oh, forth. So you, you would do the panels he had finished already, but mm-hmm. but then let him finish the rest of the page, right? Which would which would not work over Blue Line, like you couldn't unless they're mm-hmm. going to build a page in Photoshop. Um, again, that's an advantage of one. Uh, us being brothers and living near each other. Um, But, you know, Clay wasn't, Clay, as Tom mentioned kind of briefly in the podcast, is Clay, man, was not going to be, you know, working on that book um, originally. And I don't know the ins and outs of how it really happened. But uh, when Clay got the book, it was a a tight deadline for Clay. Um, Clay's, he's not super fast. and it was one of those things where we, you know, when I came on to ink it, it was kind of like, Seth, this isn't going to be something you can kind of, you know, take your time on. We got to get this done. Um, so by the end, those last couple days, I'm not even kidding. We were up super late, uh, both of us in a little office and him drawing and I'm inking simultaneously turning around and trading off pages and handing back pages and then, um, you know, do this for me, <laughs> do this for <laughs> me. So do you ever read the script before you dive into your own part of the the job or you just trust that, uh, that Clay got everything right? No, I mean, I, I, the only way I get a script, um, and you talk about collaboration is again, I'm really lucky. I work with somebody I get to talk to my brother because, you know, you 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 kind of asked earlier as far as the fandom goes. Does the inker, you know, is it are we as present as you know the people before us, the artist and the writer? Um, you know, I've I've never received a script. If I have, maybe once since I've you know since 2011, unless Clay gives it to me, hmm. um, which I don't know kind of doesn't make you feel part of the team. Um, Hmm. But working on Batman, I feel like when the emails go out, I'm looped in and, or Clay will forward me something. And he's really good at that because, you know, I want to read it as a fan, but then he also, he asked me to read it because he likes me to, you know, again, he shows me his thumbnails and we kind of, you know, I'm his, I'm a tough critic. I'm his brother. Um, So I'll, you know, he 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 occasionally uses an idea of mine, um, but he says even and not that my ideas are bad, but he says any i any any extra ideas will just give him a third idea. Um, so mm. 
he um yeah i get to read the script and there's been some times where i've maybe spotted stuff but clay's really good at that when he's breaking down a storyboard um he's he'll find things that um you know the the artist is a storyteller and he he will um you know he'll find some things and he'll have to you know kind of adapt in his own way to feel so the story flows um I, I don't have much to do with that other than that i'm kind of i like to edit my brother's stuff and ask questions mm-hmm. but again he's very easy at saying i can't do that because this happens mm-hmm. on the next page and that's part of the penciler's role which um you know i'm sure david talked about yeah so what are what are the most important parts of the inking process one of the things that david talked about uh, for example is uh, the importance of adding line weights to help distinguish between what's in the foreground and what's in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you absolutely have to make sure you do uh, to ensure that a page comes out right? I would say on the inking, um, you know, again, it really depends on the penciler you have. And, and I've only inked clay professionally, um, but I am aware of the, um, you know, what needs to be done. Clay, if a page is really loose, the line weights aren't there. And yes, if something's in the foreground, you want it to be a little heavier. Um, and the things that are in the background um, to be the, the thinner the thinner lines. Um, and uh, it's your job to kind of do that. Now, Clay is not a fan of super thick lines. So sometimes you, um, he, he even if it's in the foreground, He'll just say a little thicker, but not too thick. And he'll always give me those notes and he'll write notes on the page a lot. Sometimes when you get a pencil page, it'll be like notes, do this, do it this way, you know. And um, But yes, uh, typically if a penciler pencils fast and there's some pencilers who put in the line weight. I mean, you know exactly what you're supposed to do. And that to me would be, is the kind of, on a deadline, it's nice, but... um. And Clay, Clay does that. He'll he'll vary his line weights and pencils. So it's there for you. But then there are things that are open to interpretation and of what mm. you feel are not uh, are correct. But again, I've done some things to Clay's artwork where um, I don't remember what book it was, but there was a face I did and I went a little too heavy. And um, oh, there was a two-page spread of Magneto lifting some trucks in there and in the uh, X-Men Magneto series. And I was, uh, again, my first real uh, series and I was really excited and I got this double page spread. And when he saw the inked page, I had gone really heavy on the cars because they're floating up in the air towards a viewer. And um, it was a bird's eye shot. So the ground was very low and thin. Um, you were looking down onto the street and he he said... I had to go back in with a correction uh, fluid and um, brush in on the contour and thin out all the lines because he said mm. he felt it looked too cartoony. So, mm. it, I mean, there are things I can do. and the, But again, every time I, because I do work in close relation with Clay is um, before I turn something in, even when I didn't live with him, he'd get first pass. And he'd kind of be like, I don't, can you, can you do that? Can you make it a little thicker? Can you do this? But um, there are, yeah, there are a lot of, it, but that's just art though. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, if the penciler doesn't do it, the inker should do it. Um, David's got one of the best inkers, um, Danny Mickey. So 
yeah, I, I can imagine David mm-hmm. has a lot of trust in him to uh, do his work. And I think Clay mm-hmm. has a lot of trust in with what I do to his because, um, again, those are two. I've been working with Clay for a number of years. And um, I mean, I know uh, David's had a few anchors, but he's still consistently worked with Danny over the years. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Do you ever have the opportunity to add details to a page. I mean, we talked about texture and uh, variegations of light and such, but uh, are there ever moments when you want to throw something into the panel that uh, Clay didn't put in there? Yes. Um, early on in our working career, um, I was adding the dry brush, which again is when you have a brush, um, just for the viewers who don't know, is you can dip a brush in uh, your pot of ink and it's very black and rich and um, just like when you first dip a paint roller or a, a paintbrush into a can of paint, the the paint comes out and it's um, you know very fluid and it's solid um, on the wall or the paper or whatever you're working on. And dry brush is simply that. The brush is drying out. So hmm. it creates a, a rough texture, almost like if you took a piece of paper and laid it down on a sidewalk and did a rubbing, you'd get that grit. Um, it's a different texture, but a similar process, a similar look. Um, I would add, I would, without his permission, <laughs> I would add a little bit to the pages and um, he hated it. Uh, <laughs> and he was, he, and that's when he'd get mad and uh, mm-hmm. in a nice way, not like just, it's his artwork. I mean, it's understandable. Um, but it, I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, it looks good. And he, he would be like, no, it's not there. I don't like it. Now he uses it. Huh. It's it's one of those things that he uses a lot of it now or sometimes he won't even put something in and he'll say, Seth, do your dry brush thing, like on a road and uh, or something like that or something that's brick or anything that has a, a really rough texture. Again, it's, it's not someone's face where, you know, the, the each line matters. You change something slightly, it no longer looks like a person. The differences between clay and ice faces are very slight. So, you know, just the change in a line weight on a face or under an eye can change the perception of the face. Um, so those are things I don't really mess with. And I try to stay true to the marks he makes. And But yeah, anytime I can have some fun, I'll just make a quick text and I'll be like, hey, can I do this? Or you mind? And generally he doesn't. As long as it's not a figure, I can pretty much have some fun like in the ba- in buildings and things like that. I can kind of do what I want kind of thing on the figures. It's, it's kind of do what he told me. 
if you're comfortable talking about it, what's the financial side of this like for you? It's it's effectively a second job, uh, you've said, but is it a comfortable amount of money that you're getting from the work you're putting in, or is it really just a labor of love? Everyone makes different. Uh, the longer you've been in, probably what book you are on makes a difference. Um, my Batman title, me working on Batman, which is awesome, has nothing to do. I, I I don't have any. I've never received. You know, I'm not receiving more money, other than I will in a royalty check that comes out because it sells more. But um, I have a page rate. You know, I couldn't live off that because I'm slow. So when you, if I could do two pages a day, you could say that's not that bad. But um, because but I'm I'm also even though I work with Clay and he's been in 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 for years. I don't have a huge back catalog of, I've only worked with one artist. I haven't performed, um, you know, I don't work, this is, I freelance and and even full-time people freelance, but I freelance as a part-timer. So um, there's more to make, I'm sure. And you make a lot on the back end. Um, and Tom even mentioned it with the royalties. So you know, depending on where you can get and what book you, you you'll make more, you'll get a check you know, every few months, or it's a little longer than that, but you'll get a check. And um, if you factor that in, I guess you, you know, and you go to, com- you know, you go to convention, and you sell the the pages, you can factor that in. I can't, I don't really do that. Because um, for me, it's a, uh, it's a part time. But if I break it down hourly, because I'm slow, um, it takes me I think the quickest page I did, and it was on this last issue on 30, is I think a page took me like eight hours. And I was wow. like, man, I did that so fast. And, um, and, uh, but you know, I've spent, I, you know, I've taken 12 hours on a page. So when you break that down, I'm not making that much because the other thing maybe your audience doesn't know is it's all, when you freelance, it's, you know, you're not paying you you have to pay the taxes on that money and nothing's been taken out um you you then have to take out taxes and things like that so um yeah for me uh, but again on a on a on a spectrum you know i'm not i'm not at the top so i'm sh- i'm sure people you know people who do this day to day um they're faster they've been doing it longer they've probably had um you know higher page um, increases mm. and things like that. So, yeah. So it's mostly a labor of love for you, or, or partially a labor of love for you. It, it's a job. But what is it like for you as a comics fan to see the book finished, to see it with Jordi Belair's colors, with Darren Bennett's uh, letters uh, bound up uh, on your shelf? What does that feel like? It's it's uh, that's why I don't mind the the long hours. It's great. I mean, it it really is. I mean, sometimes it destroys you because you open something you spent, you know, when I start, first started and I didn't know what my work to look like printed because it looks completely different. Um, it was like, oh, my goodness, that's just terrible on it. And it looked, you know, it made me feel bad. And, you know, and then I started, I don't, I've, you know, as long as I've been doing this, I don't think that I felt comfortable with what I was doing until um, we transitioned to Valiant. And then, so when I came in at DC, I've been pretty happy with what I've done, um, and I've I've enjoyed um, most of the things that um, I've seen printed. But um, the Batman stuff with Jordy and his, um, I've been really happy. I I love flat colors, or not that they're flat, but they're not like super shiny mm-hmm. and um, these robust things are just as uh, you can see the line art. 
and it doesn't distract, but it just complements it so well. And I, I, I've always loved that kind of um, coloring. So to read the comic with the lettering and stuff and it being something that you're a fan of, the writer, the colorist, the letter, everybody, the artist, it, it's really nice. And again, it's, um, you know, I've, I've gone into stores and seen my stuff on a shelf and it's just kind of like, it makes you, it makes me happy. I, mean, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us to talk today, Seth. I really learned so much. I hope so. I appreciate um, the, the invitation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Working. I'm Jacob Brogan. If you're enjoying our exploration of the creative process, be sure to check out Slate's podcast, Represent. It's a space for discussion, highlighting movies, TV, and online shows created by and or about women, people of color, and those in the LGBTQ community. Join Aisha Harris as she dives deep into conversations with critics about the latest pop cultural news and filmmakers about what they do and how they do it. We'd love to hear your thoughts about working. Our email address is working at slate.com. I read those emails and I try to respond to all of them. It means so much to me to hear your thoughts, your suggestions, and all of that stuff. Uh, you can also listen to past episodes at slate.com slash working. Thanks to Mac Dula at WMFE in Orlando, who literally helped us connect with Seth uh, in the wake of Hurricane Irma. Uh, and this episode wouldn't have been possible without production assistance from AC Valdez, who is now and always a hero. It was also edited by the great Benjamin Frisch. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details